Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Football Cantinamix podcast. We have quite an episode for uh, for you guys tonight. Thank you for listening. Before I go any further, let's welcome the boys today, Beto and Well. How are we doing? Doing good, man. Very um, good, very good. So what happened this weekend? Uh, since our last episode, we had the semifinals. Uh, on one side, things was uh, Leon versus Chivas. On the other side, Cruz Azul and Pumas. And... Uh, they say cats have nine lives. Bumas showed that last night. Chiquis, how you feeling? Yeah, I was, I was rem- remembering back from the, the last podcast when I gave my prediction. And I was like, well, Pumas could get blown out. But then you never know. They could surprise everybody. And that, and, and that ended up actually That's happening. Right. <laughs> they got blown That's out. That's right. And then they Chiquis, surprised they, and, Yeah, I thought you were flip-flopping. Because... <laughs> That's like both sides of the coin. It's like saying it could be heads or it could be tails. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like saying we could win, but we could also lose. We could also lose. Um, but, but no, you're right. You're right about, about the, um, I was, because you said they could, they could go out, and I was not expecting a, a 4-0, man. I just wasn't. I, I expected a bit more from a coach. Like, uh, God damn, I always forget his name. Siboldi? Um, <laughs> yes, Robert Robert Dante Siboldi, which is, uh, he's going to get his revenge in the CONCACAF Champions Cup. But, uh, yeah, ooh. just to recap but, for, for everybody in attendance that maybe uh, was living under a rock this weekend. Uh, in the first leg of things, Cruz Azul blew out Pumas 4-0. Uh, they were in the Azteca, and it looked like this was finally going to be the year. Um, on the other side, Leon and Chivas tied 1-1, and everybody was thinking about the last time Cruz Azul were champions, which was in 97, against Leon. So everybody thought, oh, wow, this is... It's been a crazy 2020 year. What a way to end it with Cruz Azul as champions reversing the curse. However, the rug was slipped right under them in the second leg last night. A 4-0 result for Pumas. We all it almost didn't happen. Um, they were down. They were up 3-0, and then in the last what minute, they somehow scored that final that dagger, and uh, Cruz Azul had imploded. Pumas were left crying on the field after the game out of disbelief. Yeah, they, they put that final nail in Cruz Azul's coffin. Uh, so pretty disappointing way for Cruz Azul to exit. I think, uh, you know, and, and to end the season just because how high the hopes were with that 4-0 and then, you know, the, the ghost of the Cruz Azuleada comes in and I uh, it's been some funny memes. I know that <laughs> yeah. some people are calling it the mother of all Cruz Azuleadas, but <laughs> I don't. I don't think so, man. No, I, I think, think it is. I think the it America is. one with the the goalie. Yeah, no, the final the goalie scoring, and then it's a final. <laughs> yeah, uh, Chivas also remember uh, didn't Chivas score five on them? Yeah, they lost four zero. It was sorry uh... to one of their cheekies. 
But if I remember correctly, it was four one. That... Yeah, it was four one, and then um, in the return leg in Guadalajara, Chivas conceded a penalty, so it was five one, and they yes. still managed to come back and win. Yeah, see that that to me. But I mean, I'm not saying that to take away from uh, from Pumas. Just just we have to recap. <laughs> God damn right. it! It must be tough to be a Cruz Azul fan. Just recapping some of these harsh defeats. That team has suffered, uh, and and I'm just just you know, just to close this off on on the Cruz Azulada, I would personally I would rather be uh, a Cruz Azul fan than an Atlas fan. I don't know. I disagree with that. <laughs> you, you would you would rather be on a what sixty seventy year? Yeah, you know, can't even I, win Copa MX, man. You you got least, second division teams. I would. I rather have the expectation that nothing's going to happen this season, instead of uh, getting uh, instead of getting blue balls every year. At least Cruz Azul has a little bit of crumbs. Atlas is begging for a a little a little speck of crumb. Well, Cruz yeah, Azul at least got something. Yeah, they won Copa MX. They won the Champions Cup. They they might they have a chance to win it again. You know. I it's, no. Yeah. It's still. I guess it might be more humility. Okay, because this is what I mentioned on the uh, Leon podcast. It, when you have bigger expectations, when you're the favorite club, and you fall, you fall harder. It, you fall harder against, especially against a club who has lesser expectations. Say that, like a Pumas. Yeah. And I was mentioning to them that okay, Leon. I think Leon was first in the in the tabla general, and then Pumas was second. Leon's coming in, you know, they were hoping for Pumas to win because they didn't want to go up against Cruz Azul. But then, you know, you don't, you be careful what you wish for because to be beat by a lesser, like a, in air quotes, lesser team is even more humiliating than being beat by like Cruz Azul if they were to make the final. Yeah, I mean, with Atlas, we're talking about like, you know, that one title that that, you know that franchise has similar to like you know Leicester City, Anana and Forest, Ispish Town, you know West Brom. We're talking about like one title. Like everyone's had at least one title in their history, but the expectations aren't like oh we're we're a big club. It was just you know back in like the fifties when you know all shit was was different. But with Cruz Azul, it's it's just like a huge mental. Like at, at this point, it's like a psychological uh problem it's not like the team it's not the the players or the coach this is psych uh, like really a huge issue man they had a but it's different players though man they had a 99 99% chance of qualifying had they scored in a wagel Bumas would have had to score 6 and uh, a lot of controversy as well with uh benching Chuy Corona for a Jurado who hadn't played in a year and was coming from a team that he had conceded the most goals at Veracruz. <laughs> so it's like, um, we did find out later that uh, Corona was injured and also potentially uh COVID positive. So, but still, man, no, I don't, I don't buy the goalie, the goalie excuse. I think, uh, Jurado is like a good prospect. Everyone's saying, Oh, he's young or whatever, or Veracruz, Veracruz defense and whole team was horrific. He was like the bright spot. He didn't make any grave errors or mistakes. It was just, yeah, you know, but the, the defense wasn't there, and Pumas was fortunate with like a, like some bounces. 
Corona would have ate those goals as well. It still happen. The thing about it is, like, why would you put uh, a pl- a player with no experience in that position in a do or die elimination match? I know you have the four goal cushion, but this guy was not ready. He was not ready to 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 play. He had, co- I guess, he got COVID, and he's a he's a solid dude. Like, I wouldn't be worried, you know. How many minutes did he have? I guess he didn't play anything during the... Uh... He didn't play any minutes, man. Still, man, he's a legit dude. Yeah. Um, yeah zero minutes. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of questions in that match. Uh, I was looking at this graph, and it like... If I was a Cruz Azul fan, this would haunt me. Like, Pumas needed to score four. And if Cruz Azul would have scored one goal, like, everything would have been in shambles. They would have had to score six goals. So it's just uh, the why did they play so defensively? Why did they come out super like I don't know? Like they 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 were just trying to to hold on to the result and it backfired on them. And I think like 15 minutes before the game ended, uh, in like players among among themselves were starting to fight against each other. It's like, dude, this was a complete meltdown. Well, it goes back to my comments earlier of. Uh looking at a team and thinking that they're less than like you look at Pumas, you, you automatically think they're like a low budget team. They don't have uh, the money to get like these big players. Um, we just, we just beat them four zero. I mean, it is, we're pretty much going to win this thing and you know, the lesser team and then you just, just go out and play and you do, you know, you, you do like a half effort or you co you try to coast and then it ends up biting you. And, and Pumas is a team where uh, I guess they're humble. They know that they're not the greatest. They don't have the big names. But they go out and they have, you know, some good cohesion. And they have the effort to uh, to do well they at They have uh, one of the best coaches of the season in yeah. Liliani. And he, he's obviously done his job. Uh, seems to be a very tactical coach, studies the team. We were seeing one of his stats about uh, how many goals they were scoring off of set plays. And I think when you have a coach like that, you know, very like in, in the same line of like Osorio where they like to like study teams and, and, and just, you know, like a bit more into the tactical um, sense of like we'll, we'll position players a certain way to because, you know, we could exploit this. And whatnot. So, but I think, uh, you know, he he went from it just looked like he was having, uh, you know, I, I think you even said it. Cheeky's a bit lucky, or it was just fortunate with the calendar and whatnot. And it it's turned out to be uh, not not much luck, man. A lot of good hard work, and some credit goes to. Uh, to Michel, you know, he left. I think uh, it worked out for, for Pumas, but I think uh, him and the coaching staff that was there, they, they did a pretty good job of just cementing a pretty good team so that when this guy came in, he had, he had you know, he was in a good place to start working. But I think uh, he's, he's, he took out another good coach, which was Ivaldi, uh in embarrassing fashion, man. Just took him out. And now he's going up against Nacho, and it's like, you know, I think Nacho's been—he's waiting for this one, man. And and 
and Liliani could take it on the first try. So that that to me is going to be interesting to watch. Uh, you know, yeah, that's that's what. I... Yeah, go ahead. Oh yeah, real quick. That's what they were talking about on the Lions, uh, the Lions Den podcast. Is uh, I guess Coyote was sort of arguing with uh, two other guys on their panel. They were saying that um, that they were glad that they got Pumas. Like you're glad to have an you're glad to have Pumas as an opponent as opposed to Cruz Azul because it's the easier it's the easier path it's the easier team to beat. Well, and that's like the mindset where you're almost digging yourself into a hole, man. Because you don't ever say, "Oh, I'm glad I got this team to play because I have a better chance." And that that might be true. You might have a better chance. You know, I, I said it, I, Chikis. I said it. I and I, I said the same thing, but for me, it was because I felt not because I think that that Pumas is weak. Throughout the season, they've shown that they're not weak. You could just look at their stats on on their defense and goals scored. And, and the striker they have in Dineno, uh, for me, it was just because I felt Cruz Azul has been a coco for Chivas in the, you know, in, in the past mm-hmm. few few years. And and then just, just that one striker, um, Cabecita, who's, since he was at Santos, man, he, he's, he has Chivas number. So that that's why I felt um, they would have matched up better with Pumas. But I think, I think going into a final... It's it's a bit different, man. Gloves are off, and uh, who knows, man? Yeah, anything anything can happen. Well, uh, one last comment about uh, the Cruz Azul Pumas game, kind of just to put salt on the wound. They faced each other on the last game of the season, and it was Pumas again that swept the rug right under them. They were down one zero, and they scored a one two punch. And that that result is vital because it ended up put, putting Bumas in second position and Cruz Azul in fourth. So, you know, if the roles were reversed, uh Cruz Azul would have would have passed through on, on the uh on the tie because of this ranking of the seed. So it just goes to show, man, they the underrated underestimated uh Bumas. And uh at least for me, this is gonna be a very satisfying final to watch finally uh, the far, the first team versus the second, you know, top two teams in the regular season face each other in the final. Um, finally, some consistency uh, that we're going to see in the playoffs. And uh, for those that um, did not see the Leon game, Chivas, um, they were just, they had no answer for Nacho Ambriz. He had Leon doing the high press. The midfield was a nightmare. And they killed them with possession. Uh, the first game, they somehow uh, hung on to a tie, 1-1. And then on Saturday, uh, Joel Campbell, the uh, Tico from Costa Rica, scored very early in the match. And from that moment on, uh, Leon parked the bus and just waited for Chivas to attack. And uh, it was just a very frustrating uh, match to watch. Uh, Joel, what are your thoughts on, on Chivas bowing out of the tournament? Well, I, I felt, I felt it, you know, I'm proud of the team. I think they, they went much further than was expected. Uh, I was happy with them just finishing the season in eighth place uh, simply because it's something they hadn't done in three years. They had not been top 10, which is embarrassing. So They actually finished in seventh. Okay, seventh, even better. 
So finishing in seventh. And and you know what sucked there was that you still didn't go straight to Liguilla because they had repechaje. And so, but, but you know, and I, and I said it here, even if they were to get knocked out by, I think it was Necaxa, um, which might be the future home of the trophies. Um, <laughs> even if they had been knocked down, I, I, I think they, they had a good season just, just because of all the, of all the things that had been going on at Chivas, you know, just too much, too much uh, tomfoolery, man. Just too many bad things happening on, on all levels. Um, but, but for them to have, to have still, you know, win the repechaje, qualify to Liga and then eliminate America, which was another big bonus right there. Uh, you won for the records too, man, because they, they have the upper hand in, in, in matchups in Liga. So, so, you know, it always feels good to take out, you know, you, to take out Ame and, and, um. So yeah, when when they matched up against Leon, I knew it was gonna be it's gonna be easy, man. Just cause just Leon has been one of the best teams, not just of this season, but like the past, you could say two or three. They they just been up there and they have a, you know, pretty solid team, uh, getting up there in age, but still, you know, they they they've been they've been uh, pushing hard for the campeonato. Um, so. Yeah, man, they went down, and I think you know they lost by the one goal difference. So that's that's not bad, you know, to to exit like that. Uh, you know, if you were Cruz Azul, you would have wanted something similar. <laughs> At least would have lost by one goal, and it, it wouldn't have hurt. As, as you get pretty much humiliated. At this point, it's the word. But I think I think you know, she was proved that they have a. a good competitive squad and, and so I'm excited for what will happen going into next season I'm pretty sure they're already working on bringing in players as I mentioned earlier the rumors already that trophies to Necaxa oh yeah we'll get into a little bit of Chivas uh my thoughts on 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 their season um they went above and beyond my expectations if I'm being completely honest uh you know considering the fact that Vucetich only had maybe three or four months uh, to steer the ship in the right direction after Tena was dismissed prematurely, in my opinion. Then you 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 have all the disciplinary issues um, multiple times. COVID cases. Then you have the COVID cases. Selección call-ups. The selección call-ups. And then... And, double, double jornada. And then the, the raping of... Uh, I don't know, or the allegedly, you know, sexual shit that happened with Villapando and and company. So, I mean, the fact that they were able to, like you mentioned, end up in a in a respectable position in the table, seventh, uh, handle Nick Gaxa and satisfyingly um, eliminating America in in the manner of which they did. Uh, going into like for me, I was like, all right, cool, man. We are like we already did more than I would have expected. I don't really, I, I, you know, I didn't really have too much optimism going into the Leon game because because of how, you know, consistent Leon had played the entire season, how they had a sound defense, and how they had only lost one game. I mean, so it was it was an it was a tough task to pull, and for them to to lose by one goal uh, over the course of 180 minutes. It makes me feel uh, optimistic about next season, about getting the job done. 
I know Pelaz is no slouch. He's going to go in. In fact, he's. I'm not surprised if he's already um, securing uh, signatures as we speak. But uh, I, I am looking forward to him cleaning house, getting rid of trophies, who's been – it is just time for him to go. Uh, the other players will not be missed and, and see what we can get in return. Uh, rumors saying that uh, Mosul from Pumas and also uh, Andres Iniesta, Iniestra from Pumas as well. We'll see. Chiquis, man, how does it feel losing those players? Do you think too soon? Do you think Pumas will want to hold on to that type of players? Yeah, those are like those are two key players. Um, so yeah, we of course we want to they want to keep them, but that's that's always happened at Pumas is they'll you know they have some good players for a little bit for like a are year or camperanos? two. Uh, Mosul, I believe, is Iniesta. I don't I don't know about him though, but Mosul, I think is uh, he's like one of the promising guys. I think at the right price, especially especially teams like Pumas. That they could easily go go abroad and and replace players because you know they could just go and get go and get um, foreigners. So I think I think that's that's a possibility. And and man, I don't know who scouted Dineno, but that's been probably the you know. Bargain by the revelation and, of the tournament and, and revelation <laughs> of the tournament, man. Ah, they just went he, to I, big lots and stuck their hand in. It's, they, they, they got lucky with that one. It's like a seventh round pick just, that they drafted ends up being a first round, you know, player. Blindfolded through a dart. No, it was it was I, I think and we were we were and this is one of the I like we did this. What was it? A few weeks back, maybe two months. I don't know where we did a. We were analyzing him, mm-hmm. him and uh, Ormeño at at Puebla. Puebla, mm-hmm. and they they both went on to have pretty good seasons, but but we were showing just just the you know the type of player Dineno has been, somewhat of a journeyman, you know. But but he's 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 had pretty good numbers and 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 I'm interested to see how he will follow that up, you know. Pumas is sort of like the, I mean, they have these, they have to work with what they have. Like they'll get a player like Dineno or, uh, or have, you know, Canteranos like Iniestra and uh, Mosso, and then they'll just like pop up and they'll be, they'll be. Nico Castillo. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Like anyone that comes, they, they take advantage of what the, of the talent they have because they have to, that's all they have. And, and, and then the wins, aren't like totally spectacular this one was because it needed to be it needed to be 4-0 or they would have lost but they could have scored an away goal in the first in the first leg that would have made things a little bit easier but they didn't they made it hard for themselves and and then they had to do some spectacular on the second leg and then it even goes back to like uh i vaguely remember like the kicking goal i think it was against chivas to win the title when uh ugo won the the two titles in a row they weren't like spectacular. I think it was a one a one zero game for the um, when Kikin scored that goal on the left side and and you know just you know golazo, but you know they they only won one zero um, to take the title and so that's not like spectacular, but they just utilize the talent that they have and uh, a lot of times they'll get good results and that's what it's been like even for the past 
like four years, four or five years, they'll have like, you know, spurts of uh, a streak of some wins and, you know, sort of, you know, do okay or maybe, you know, at least make the Liguilla. So, yeah, this is typical Pumas. They had a great gamble with Alfredo Talavera, and it's a shame that he got injured. But, man, he still has juice left in the tank, and uh, he was probably one of the best goalkeepers of the season. Well, I I don't don't know if you could call that a gamble there, um, Jaime. Well, because he was old. Uh, I mean, there's a reason why Toluca got rid of him. No, well, because uh, there was locker room problems. Oh. That was, was, yeah, and it was when they had, um, they had, I think it was Chepo. Chepo was there, and he was, and he sent him out. So he's on loan. I don't know if if Toluca's gonna sell him, and, you know. But we'll see what happens there too, as well. I think it was an official transfer. Oh, and one thing to note. Um, so, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe I saw that Pumas has seven titles. Leon has seven titles, and Tigres has seven titles. So three ah. cats. And so whoever wins this, this is going to go up to eight. Now, now I got to say though, who, out of all the three, we we all know who the single grande is, of course, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we when we say grande, we don't mean like oh they've you know they're super leaders and or they've won the most titles. It's a, no, it's a combination. I, it's a combination of things, right? It's like most well, fan is, base. Yeah, that's that's like history. popularity and, and fan base. Well, history, look, like, historic wise, Leon, Leon takes you guys to the shed, man. They were they were like the first team to reach like four championships. You know, like the, the first one to have like a, like a campeonissimo era, if if you will. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, they were the first of the. Of the are the most winning teams until Chivas came along, but and and they've been around, they've been around longer. Um, Pumas didn't really come out till like the sixties, you know, and then Tigres about around the same time. Both university teams, but Leon is a bit, you know, it's a bit more historic. But for some reason, they just. I, I think, you know, they just yeah. fell out, man. They, they they just they just dropped. That that's what that's one of the things where I've said like Tigres could easily be. I I do consider them one of the grandes, at least currently. I don't. I mean, you you have to look. At... <laughs> they're a little. They're a little. They're, they're like your little brother that thinks he's cool, but he still has a little bit more to prove. Yeah, well, I mean Toluca. You could you could say with Toluca because they did. For a while, they were, they went up in in championships, and they were one of the best teams. And then they've since sort of like fallen off. Um, a fun fact for you guys: since Cruz Azul were champions in '97, Toluca has actually been the most winning uh, club with seven titles, followed by Pachuca with six, America with five, Tigres with five, Santos with five, Pumas with four, Rayados with four. Uh, and then after that, it's Chivas 2, Leon 2, Necaxa 1, Morelia, Atlanta, and Tijuana all with one as well. So these are, I mean, it, in in cortos torne- uh, torneos cortos, Toluca have by far been the most successful.
Did I lose you guys? No, no, I'm here. Oh, I'm here. Yeah. I was waiting for Tiki's too. No, we're uh, um, we're good. We're good. So, uh, some comments from the game. Siboli says, "I feel like I've left down the let down the fans, the institution, but we have to keep okay. moving forward." And football gives revenge. Uh, now we go to the Conca Champions, and we will try to get a ticket to the Club World Cup. I don't think there there we will over we will be overconfident. I'm a little uh, I'm a little worried there for Cruz Azul against LAFC. This may have changed because LAFC had some good momentum previously. Mm-hmm. But uh, um. I mean, they eliminated Leon. I was there. Yeah, they eliminated Leon. <laughs> they were going against Cruz Azul. Cruz Azul was doing well, so you know, I think the chances were better back then. But uh, now I, we'll have to see. I disagree. I think uh, LAFC start off in great form in 2020, and then they lost Vela, and you know they they had a really tough time uh, without him, and uh, they were eliminated again by the Seattle Sounders. They didn't have an impressive season, so I think. Even with this huge blow to morale, I would still give Cruz Azul, you know, uh, the favor over LAFC, at least in current form. Yeah, yeah, I think I think LAFC was on a bigger run. Like they had a they had more momentum back then, and with the delay and everything, um, I think Cruz Azul is, you know, they 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 went down. Azul may have been down a little bit in morale because of the loss, but um, they're going to want to come back and, and prove themselves. And I think they've actually found, because if you look at the first game, uh, like my guy uh, praised when he was with Querétaro, um, well, dang, what's his name? <laughs> Luis Romo uh, scored two goals, man. This the, cent- the central defender. He's like a you know really offensive dude. Mm-hmm. A new addition with Cruz Azul. So they, could, uh, they have like some new players there that's right and uh, can do very well i think uh they might yeah i agree with you they, they might have the advantage here going in uh to lafc yeah they've also had um as far as timing you know lafc got eliminated back in uh november uh almost you know on the 24th so you know going into the game on the 16th um you can say that cruz azul is just in better shape and better rhythm, you know, cause they just got eliminated. So, uh, you know, to be out of, out of game for, you know, over two, three weeks, um, that does play a factor. And we saw that happen with even just having a week off for the teams that ended in the top four. Um, you know, uh, Leon struggled against Puebla, America struggled, like all the top four teams, they, they struggled. So, you know, having such a huge layoff and then having to go into Florida in a bubble, um, I think that's all going to play a factor into into that game. Oh. So we're looking at a Leon Pumas final, a really tactical uh, magician with uh, Nacho Ambriz, and then the surprising um, <clears throat> results from Liani. How do you guys see this final? Do you see it pretty even keeled, or do you see uh, a superior team going into it? 
I think overall, even not necessarily going into it, but even from previous from the season and everything, Leon is of course has a stronger team. Um, they have you know some dangerous guys on the offense with uh, uh, well, Manessis I guess hasn't been doing that well, but uh, it's been Mena, Mena, yeah. Uh, those guys are just dangerous. Yeah, Montes, they're, they're just, you know, they're always ready to, to do something dangerous. And Campbell, um, so man. I think, Campbell's been a nightmare. Yeah. Um, so I think they have, they, they're going to have the edge. But, and, and, and at home, Leon always seems to do well. Um, but with the, uh, you know, and, and then on the other end, Pumas at home does very well, so. We'll just have to see who does better at home, and you know, with the points that they get, see what they uh, what they're able to to do. It's gonna be close, I think. I see a close win game as well, but that that meltdown that Pumas had, that four zero, uh, I I see it's a bit concerning, and they do have that young keeper. Um, I don't know how much he played into that. I haven't had much of a chance to see him. Chiquis, any 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 thoughts you could give us on on the portero that that has you know taken over Talavera's spot? Uh, Julio Gomez. Um, I haven't really seen too much of of him. I mean, I nothing obvious, nothing you know glaring of as far as weaknesses, but. I think it's more of a team, a team aspect where Pumas fall, fails. And, um... No, I know, but but when if we're like going heads up, right? Like like we're looking at the coaches, and and you can see, as a first team coach, um, you could say Nacho's a bit more experienced. He's been in the final before. Uh, you know, Liliana is a starter, but he's like he's like the hungry dude, and and he's He's obviously he's shown to be to know to know his stuff, uh, but but you could you could say you could give the edge to Nacho on on experience, and so like you could go down the list, and yeah. goalkeeper wise, you know Leon Hascota, who's another dude that he won a lot with Chivas, and he's he's been very consistent, he's he's uh, selection level, down on the pecking order, but still. I felt if he had to go in there, he would he would do a good job, and so then that's that's where we see. Uh, you know, I'm just trying to look for a weak link in Pumas, and and so I'm thinking, how is this goalie gonna handle it? You know, mm. he he, you know, that yeah, big four zero. But I missed I missed that first match. I don't know how much he played into that. It could have been. You know those those goals where it doesn't matter. It's not much of your fault because it was just you know those golazos, man. Uh, but so I I don't know. I, I... Yeah, it's, it was more I think of the uh, I guess the, they were playing a little open, um, and at least Roma did a pretty good job on those two. Alamoso is he's a he's a defender. Um, there's complaints on a lot of like he'll lose possession a lot, but he is an offensive type of guy. Um, and then John Vasquez and Mayorga, you know, they're just they're back there, and you know, that's just a that's just a team thing. I don't think anything glaring as far as errors, but yeah, Julio Gomez, of course, he is 
he does, he wouldn't give up the advantage, I would say for sure, to Kota. Kota has that that edge, so that could be a, a weakness. I would say like Leon obviously were the more successful team in the regular season. They had less draws compared to Pumas, but both teams only lost one game in their in their um matchup in the regular season that went in favor of Leon. Leon was at home and they beat them 2-0. And it seems like uh in the season that was canceled in March, uh Leon also beat Pumas 3-1, also a home result. So it seems like in the last year it's been all in favor of, of Leon. But you got to think about this emotionally and mentally and this is where, you know, the the X factor comes in. Like for for Pumas to overcome a 4-0 defeat and and in the manner of how they won going into a final, I would actually give them the edge right now just because of how motivated they'll be. You know, like hey man, we we just overcame like an impossible task. Everybody had written us off. We had a 1% chance of even getting to this spot. Let's 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 bring the game to Leon. Leon will be playing very defensively. They're going to try and hold possession. And I think if Pumas can get at least a goal or two in the first leg, um, I would I would give them the the win. I, I think that they could they could pull it off. However, if you know Leon get an away goal, it's going to be very difficult for Pumas to get back in the game because Nacho Ambriz will just park the bus, and it won't be pretty, but he'll get the job done. I don't think um, I don't think I don't think he'll want to park the bus too much. I don't think he want to park the bus too much <clears throat> because Pumas they got that dinero and and uh, the passion to go out there and do it. Um, as far as the stats, also I was looking, uh, Pumas had twenty nine goals for, and Leon had twenty seven, but then the uh, the against was uh, seventeen goals conceded by Pumas. Versus 14 by Leon. So yeah, Pumas does have a tendency to, to give up a little bit uh, as far as the scoring. Um, but they're they're up there with 29. I think America scored the most uh, yeah, 31. They did. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're 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 a force uh, on the offensive side. So parking the bus, yeah, usually that works out well. But like we saw with uh, in this last game, those bounces, man. <laughs> for Pumas, it, you know, if it if it bounces the right way, Dineno could uh, you know tap it in, or even a defender or whatever. So we'll have to see. Yeah, but that's Cruz Azul. Cruz Azul have like the worst curse in all of football. <laughs> I, I, might, yeah. I, I mean, I know you think about like you know, long spells without winning a championship, like Chicago Cubs and all that, or like the Buffalo Bills going to four straight Super Bowls and losing them all. But I mean, the way in the matter that Cruz Azul loses is there. That's an emotional train wreck, man. I I can never be a, a Cruz Azul fan. I I don't have the heart, man. I would. Uh, there's no way, dude. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't believe but in. You would have bust uh, uh, Chiki's hero, Alvarito Morales, and then just switched. Yeah. What did he get? Oh, he's. Uh... Anti Chivas. Who? 
uh, Alvarito. No, no, but he was Cruz Azul yeah, fan. He was a Cruz Azul fan. Oh, he and, then, and then he said on air, if they lose to America, I don't know if it was for a final or whatever. It was like a big match. And he said, if they lose, I'm going to switch sides. Uh-huh. And they, they lost and he, he switched, he, you know, he did it on air. He's like, I'm an America fan. Yeah, now. but he's not even Mexican, so part of my French, but fuck that guy. <laughs> you don't have to be to like, to like, Mex, dude. I know, but it's like, I mean, how passionate are you as a fan? You know, once you make a decision to support a club, that's, that's until you're in a box, man. Like, I would never switch from being a Chivas fan. That was, that's like forever, man. Like, I don't care if they go to the third division or whatever, but like, that's, that's just for life. You can't be switching clubs. I know a lot of people did when like Digres or Ayala started to win some silverware, but you know. Um, I have an announcement for you guys. Hola amigos, soy Javier Aguirre. Soy Rayado y arriba el Monterrey. So, Hola amigos, soy Javier Aguirre. Wasting no time. Rayados have signed Javier Aguirre. How in the hell did they pull this off? Also, to be fair, he will be the most paid Highest paid uh, coach in May. Just answer your own question. <laughs> I want to say he's. That's how they pulled it off. Four million a year, U.S. I heard three point six. It's four. Oh, I'm just well, rounding it damn. up. You know, I'm rounding it up. Because they're saying he gets paid even more than Tata at La Selección, man. I believe it. He's got a better. And, tr- uh, he's got more impressive. Well, actually, yeah, they they probably had a pretty good resumes, both of them. Yeah, no, because Aguirre, Aguirre is, um, he's a dude that he could get a job almost anywhere. Um, he has a good track record. You know what he Does did? Does he really though? In recent times? What? In recent times? Well, because he's gone to selecciones, but I mean, if you look what he did at La Liga, you know he was. That was like ten years ago, bro. And then. <laughs> then well, because he's gone to national teams, and it's it's you know he but... hasn't done anything impressive since uh, he left like uh, Espanol, I think he went to Japan. Yeah. He got in trouble for uh, match fixing or whatever. Well, well, no, well, he 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 was not guilty. Oh, but he was implicated. Yeah, and so that that did carry on a bit. But I mean, the fact that he keeps getting hired. Well, he's got a great agent, you know. He coached uh, Salah over there in Egypt, and then he went to Leganes and had a. I think they got relegated. So, yeah, it was. He's got a, was that? He's got a forceful. He's got a forceful personality. Oh yeah. Hey, he's got a, he's got that a was a hell of a match, though. Le- Leganes, sorry, chickens didn't mean to. No, go ahead. To cut you there, man. But I think they their last game was against Real, and they had to tie, and it was one of those. Those matches, man, where they almost pulled it off. But as like Cheeky says, man, his personality. I, I don't know if forceful is the word I would use, Cheeky's. Or, uh, I, I, that, that, I that, love that his personality. I'm, I, they turned his uh, <laughs> they turned his uh, his phrase into a banner. Excelente trabajo, hijos de puta. Yeah, it's just like he just has that, you know. He knows and how to handle frank, the press. Yeah. Forward. Mm-hmm. The press and the locker room. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, in your yeah. face. he's loud. He's loud, boisterous in your face. 
I, I guess yeah, not. But he, Maybe that's... he's not like in a in a bulger type. Like Piojo is seen more. I guess was because I don't think he's been much like that. But he was seen more like like you know, like in class you could say. Uh, but not Aguirre, man. Aguirre, is, <laughs> he does it in a way where it's more like you're with friends. You know what I mean? It's like, like your like your, your dad. Yeah. It's like a fatherly or a grandfather. It's like a grandfather figure. And I guess now, even like when Juan said 10 years ago or whatever, I sort of like, it, it seems like it's been 10 years. The dude's got no hair now. And he looks like <laughs> a grandpa. <laughs> he looks different like that, that he did. He looks you know, a lot different. Yeah. Said, Bald head now. So he, but yeah, it's 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 more like a uh, I wouldn't say macho maybe, but it's sort of that type of personality that he's got. It's you know if anyone's going to give you a job, it's good. yeah he's got the alpha. You're going to give him a job because he's Javier Aguirre, and that's what you're going to do, <laughs> and you're going to pay him a ton. Yeah, um, very impressive signing. I did not see that coming. I thought maybe for a second Matias was going to come in. Um, but yet again, Puro Umo, I think, uh, Joel, you had sent us a, a tweet about him being a potential candidate for Colombia, which I will not, I, I don't believe that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I think that's, 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 as you said, Umo, and it's from his agent. His, his agent seems to do that. I mean, he's, he's always done it. He did it when he was at Chivas. I don't know if you gentlemen remember. But uh, Chivas is just having a really horrible season. And, and all of a sudden, Matias, you know, you see this article up. Uh, EPL team interested in Matias. La Liga team interested in Matias. Um, Ecuador and, and, and all these teams. And then when he's free... It's like all of a sudden none of those teams are around anymore. Aguirre. So now with this new uh, coach, how does Rayados look for 2021, man? Are they all of a sudden back at the contender level or will they'll need to be? Yeah, but then they got, you know, they lost to to Puebla. They got eliminated. Um, I mean, they, they didn't, they didn't. You know they won the league not not that long ago. They did. And with those that type of pocket, you're not gonna bring a Irre and then just leave him the squad like that. Obviously, he's there's gonna be a strong investment, and they're gonna look to bring, you know, maybe change things up a little if they feel they need changing. Um, but I have to say, uh, that's why I do like like in. And I said it. I know. I know. It's fans like to clown a lot with with Tigres and also Monterrey and equipos chicos and whatnot. But man, money wise, they're the equipos grandes. Those two, and and no one else comes close. And I'm gonna repeat it again. We've said it here many times. We're gonna keep saying it. Uh, you know, who backs these teams? Like, who are they funded? Uh, so Monterrey is FEMSA. FEMSA's uh, they distribute the bottle, the bottle uh, Coke in Mexico, oh. and they're the sec they're the second in the world, the second biggest uh, distributors of like soft drinks and whatnot. Interesting. That's FEMSA. 
So, I mean, that's that's money right there, man. If they, And I said it before, if they wanted to, like if this company wanted to, they could just stack these teams up, man, and, and no no one would be able to compete. What about Tigres? They would just... Tigres is backed by Semex. Oh. Uh, and Semex is number two in the world. So two number twos in the world, dude. Not, That's crazy. not in Mex, not in the US, in the world, man. And so Semex is uh, not just cement, but like construction. And and so like, and I remember I was talking. I was wondering to, how they could afford that stadium, man. That was it's a, it's one of the nicest stadiums in Mexico right now. Yeah, well, and but see, and, and I'm a, yeah, and I was I remember I was talking a while back with um Tom Harrison, and he was he was in England at the time, and I was telling him about Semex, and. I don't know what he was doing, but he sends me a picture later on in the day. I guess he was shopping somewhere, and it was a bag of cement in England, and the the company was called Rugby, but like in the back, hmm. you could say it said product of Semex. Mm. Like, so you seen like the sandy water? If you if you look at the the label, it'll say Coca Cola. Okay. Like it's the water is called the sandy, but then you yeah, see yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah, I know what you mean. A product of it's the a Coke subsidy, thing. yeah. And so, yeah, and and so, but I mean, they don't run the teams directly. They have, they have like uh, Sinergia Deportiva. I just looked it up. Yeah, Sinergia Deportiva, and I forgot the other one is called. But each one has. But I mean, it's 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 still the money's coming from them, and so I mean, dude, if they wanted to, they just they could just dump even more money and no one will be able to compete. Televisa used to be like the big the big spenders in town, but but part of it was because, you know, back then they controlled the TV, they controlled the radio, they control everything. So it was easier for them to like negotiate with other teams and get the players and whatnot. But all of that has changed. You know, the whole TV thing is not the same. And so even in Mex now you have like ESPN and Fox, Fox and all of that, mm-hmm. Claro now, and so many others. So Televisa stopped being that that big, you know. Conglomerate. Uh, pardon my French. The, yeah. No, the big dick in the big dick in town, man. <laughs> that's, that's, that's not them no more, man. They they're, they're you know their schlong doesn't swing anymore. <laughs> you got these other dudes there and. Um, I've, I've sometimes I've been a bit surprised why they held back a bit, you know, as far as like just dumping more money. I guess because they're being frugal about it, because you could easily spend a lot of money. Well, football's a seen with it's, some of the European teams. Yeah, yeah. Where they, they, you know, you it's expensive. It is. It is. So I think I think they're they've just been pretty laid back about it and and kind of happy with how that. The, the the teams, I mean, they'll win every now and then. I, so I, it seems like they're just cool with that. <laughs> you know, uh, they don't they don't lose they don't lose that much money. But yeah, Monterrey man, Tigres Tigres could also all of uh, you know decide. Damn, we need to one up. So that's and that's the thing about that rivalry right there because they're big rivals, Monterrey and Tigres. And so just to have these two big big companies backing them up and. and and I, I do think, and maybe it might take ten more years, but I do think they'll eventually break apart uh, with campeonatos. You know, they'll they'll end up 
they'll end up uh, with a lead, you know, a considerable lead, maybe three or four championships. Yeah, we we'll see what happens in the long run. Um, I mean, if and if any of those companies stay, you know, because they could they could say, you know what, we're done. Yeah, late, late, because it happens, you know. Mm-hmm. I, it happens where it's like they, they're not, they don't have to be fully committed. They don't, they don't, it's not like they're making money off of it. Exactly. It's kind of like a hobby for them. <laughs> yeah. But if they do stay in 10 years, I, I think, you know, those teams are going to be with way more, way more titles. I mean, because if you go back, just go back the last 10 years. And it's it's you know you you're gonna keep seeing Tigres Monterrey Tigres Monterrey competing at, at pretty much every tournament and and look the last Libre you know Libertadores it was it was one of the last ones with the Mexican teams playing and it was it was Tigres that made the final, um, but but yeah with with um these other tournaments, they, I I think it's internationally they haven't done as well but. But as they keep happening, I do think they'll eventually start adding more and more to the list. Yeah, we'll see what happens. There's already transfers going on uh, inside the the league already. So we'll have to wait and see exactly what happens. But I believe uh, Chofis has already been offered to Necaxa. We'll see if they... uh, if they take the offer, also Chivas are looking at Elias Hernandez from Cruz Azul, <sighs> which I don't know, man. Not, not my cup of tea. <laughs> you don't like him? He's you know better in player. Yeah. Uh, and I think he's one of those that does really good in league. Uh, he might disappear in the Guilla, but I think, I think you just you know just 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 take me to the promised land. Yeah, I think Chivas, another thing to consider is the fact that they have a lot of players on loan right now. It seems like they have no intention of bringing anybody back. They have Van Ranking, uh, they have Gael Sandoval, Carlos Cisneros. Uh, they also have Mayorga out there in Pumas. So I think they might end up being used as trading chips because, again, they're interested in Iniestra and Mosso. So I would not be surprised if... Uh, they send Gallo Vasquez out there, and they send they let they let uh, Pumas keep Mayorga in exchange for those players. We'll see what happens. I I heard boy I think from I heard from one of the of course it's from the rumor mill, but it was that if if they couldn't sell them, like or they couldn't use them as bargaining chips, they would still keep them. You know, they would. Just leave them with the squad, I guess, to try to win a win a place in the first team. Mm. I know that's one of the things that Pelias likes. You know, he likes having he likes having a team where it's like players end up competing against each other. You know, for a place in the first team, and I do think that that makes teams very competitive. And we got to see it. Uh, we got to see it at the goalkeeper position with um. Gudinho um, and uh, Donio. Yeah, Gudinho ultimately beat out Donio. Ended up being Donio yeah. started better, and then Gudinho right. just 
he had to like, yeah, because Castonio was doing pretty good up until he started fumbling, and then Gravino got his got his you know shot, and he he didn't let it go, man. Yeah, I was actually really um, satisfied with how that panned out. You know, I was not really looking forward to having Godinho in goal, and Antonio seemed to have a better start, but um, they did definitely made that a, a dogfight, and in the end, the, the better man won, and I feel a lot better about Godinho. He he had some impressive saves against uh, America, and uh, even against Leon, despite the loss, he had some really, really clutch saves, and uh, moving forward, it's just nice to know that we finally have a clear winner in that position, I know who's going to be our starting goalkeeper, you know, for, you know, the next season. And that's I don't know peace about of mind. That. I don't know. I don't, I don't know about that. Um, oh, okay. There, Jaime, I think, I think the battle will continue. Yeah, the battle will continue, that, but. Good because it's, it's a fire in, yeah. in their ass. And I, and I do think they're going to keep, they're going to keep fighting for that. They're both young, you know, they're both at a good age. So I, I do think uh, I do think Tonyo will have a chance to to take that spot, but uh, I, I do think that this season is going to continue, and then after that, they're going to see like like if 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 you have one of them just owns up to the spot, then they'll probably will let go of one of those keepers, and then just promote. Or who knows, man? They might want to keep both. It it all depends with the player too, because some of the players might be like, "Well, I don't want to, I don't want to be bench," you know. Yeah, that's true. Uh, some other news around the league. Uh, this is involving the president Bonilla. Eric Bonilla has stepped down as the president and has handed the reins to Mikel Arriola. It seems like Bonilla will still be somewhere behind the scenes, trying to uh, develop globally and uh his first project will try and be a joint venture of course with the mls and he will also try to push for libertadores he had been you know and he he had been involved in in the negotiations so for both for both and uh and and we've talked about why mls and it comes down to tv ratings money because uh, and yeah, so you mean you want a tournament, and you're gonna want you're gonna want it, and it's something that has been going on for a while now, since if you go back to um, goddamn what was it called Superliga? I can't remember what it Superliga. was called. Mm-hmm. They've had they've had these tournaments on and off. Yeah. Uh, but I think you know, and then you go back. MLS teams were definitely weaker. I do feel that a lot of them now are stronger than they were, uh, and then you do see some of the players that they've been getting. Uh, so like Carlitos Vela at LAFC, and then even Galaxy, how they had Slatan at one point. Mm. Slatan with Gio and Jonah, and 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 uh, where is that dude Saunders? Where where did he go? The Peruvian. Ridias. Uh, Ridias. That's a really good dude, man. And uh, you know, even even Atlanta had when they had Tata Martino and they they brought in a couple South Americans. I forgot. Joseph Martinez. Yeah. There you go. See, you don't watch. 
for someone that doesn't watch Jaime, you seem to know a lot. Oh, that's a big name. Um, <laughs> I I, uh, I buy him on FIFA 21, so that's you know he's, oh, that, he's a good that, buy. That, that's how you know. Okay, <laughs> that, that I allow it. I allow it. That's why you secretly watch the game. No, nah, I don't. Is, you couldn't. It's okay. It's okay. You but, couldn't you know. pay me to watch MLS games, man. <laughs> so, so, like, you wouldn't watch Cruz Azul, Cruz Azul LAFC. Oh, that's that's Conca Champions. That's different. Yeah, yeah. Well, but I, so I do think it's gonna end up being similar to that, you know, where it's mm-hmm. like, like, like. But we all know who Daddy plays, is. Plays. <laughs> I know, but it's it's becoming it's it's becoming like more, you know, like like and and you you even said it, LAFC eliminated Leon. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 going it's getting to that point where it's like they're not that weak. And given the right conditions, they they can, they will like surprise a few Mexican teams. So I do think uh, a tournament like that can be exciting. Well, long story Just short, some of the players that yeah, yeah, they'll so like it's the same thing when the selection comes to town. It's the only opportunity for like Mexicans that live here in the United States to see their their country. Now with like clubs, you know they're going to be able to get people to watch their, their actual club team that they normally wouldn't see because they don't, you know, they don't really uh, tour here. So it's just a great money grab and uh, a good, I guess, um, gauge to see uh, if the gap is closing. Hey, uh, speaking yeah. of that, though, uh, I don't know if you guys saw recently, Rodolfo Landeros oh, tweeted out uh, something related to this MLS deal. I, I replied to him just now, but... Uh, Yes. All right. I quote tweeted it actually. Um, what did he say? He said the play, the los playoffs de la MLS han sido infinitely better than the liguilla from Liga MX, but no one's ready for this conversation. So I, I, I mean, he's I believe he he announces the games for MLS. So he's all embedded. He's a shill. He's for he you know he's all into MLS. So it's cool. not surprising to hear that. But even if it were true, I responded and I said, okay, it could be true. If it is true, I mean, say it is true. I have watched zero minutes of MLS and I have no plans on changing that. So it's just like, I mean, that's great. We'll good. see if they, you know, in the matchups, good for them. If it's like greater quality than, than Liga Ya and Liga MX, then that's, you know, fabulous. We'll see when they meet up in Conca Champions if they just wipe the floor with the Liga MX teams. Or if the next U.S. national team game against Mexico and, you know, the U.S. dominates Mexico, we'll see. Whenever that happens, then, you know, we can be, we can be all worried. And, hey, I'm man. Like trigger you, Chiki. We, hey, we all, we all work for somebody. Comment. We all work for somebody. Uh, he was on through then and then he got booted. Now he's at Fox and uh, he has to pretend to enjoy the MLS. So he's, he's just <laughs> making his, his, his uh, bosses happy. Um, yeah. and you know, it, it's fine. Maybe those games have been more entertaining. That doesn't necessarily mean that the quality is better as far as the talent goes. And that doesn't also necessarily mean that the, you know, show me the numbers. Let's see how many people are actually watching these games. Cause I have not seen any MLS games and it's not because I'm going out of my way to like avoid seeing these matches. I, I'm not seeing them promoted. I don't see commercials for them. I don't see where do you even watch MLS games anymore, man? Like, who has the TV rights for those matches? I think uh, Univision had them for Fox. a long time. Is it Fox now? I, I think it's Fox. Yeah, because uh, Landeros is Fox. Oh, uh, okay. I, yeah, I think he calls the game in uh, games in Spanish. Maybe mm. I'm not sure, but uh, 
yeah, they're out there. So, and which which sort of go. I don't know if we're going to go into this. I'm going to make a. I, I probably should do a Porto podcast on this, but uh, <laughs> on the whole English broadcast thing. But uh, you know, that's a whole rant, a whole other rant, I guess. I mean, I disagree. If you look at like the requalification, uh, we had some really internet internet inter- entertaining matches with you know obviously the Puebla upset. And then the Chico Tassels from America. I mean, come on. Those games were, were entertaining. I will say the Pachuca game was like super snooze fest. Um, and then even the Chivas-Leon matchup was was really, really boring to watch. Um, but the Pumas-Cruz Azul, like, are you not entertained? Are you not entertained, man? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We all work for somebody. He's just trying to make his bosses happy at Fox Sports. Yeah, um... Whatever tomorrow asked him if you know if if they've passed surpassed uh, League MX, and he says he says uh, not yet. Oh God! But they're not far away, and in in a couple of years, in a few years, they'll be the same. They'll be on the same level, and then they'll pass them. So he's seeing the you know future trend in MLS surpassing. Well, you never know, man. I mean, it it could take years, but but one of the big things will be the World Cup. The World Cup will be hosted here in the US and if they were to to have like a really good tournament you know I don't think they have to win it but like let's say they they busted a a South Korea or a Turkey and they made a run to the semis uh, semi semis whatever and and they had a good exciting team and then uh, they follow the league followed up by bringing in some of the some of the big names. I could I could see the sport growing. You know, right now it's it's not that much and and we've talked about this because uh you know with the whole with the whole, you know, this this push to have more English content for Liga MX teams. But I mean look at the ratings and it's one point five or two million in a country of 300, 320 million, mm-hmm. that's that's still not that big. <laughs> I mean, it is the biggest rating in soccer, but when you look at, you know, yeah, that's that's why I've always said, and I'm not trying to hate. You the know, sport here is is so. <laughs> the sport here is a joke, man. Like people rather watch tra- <laughs> tractor racing on the ESPN, the Ocho. <laughs> I wouldn't call it a joke. I mean, I just I just think it's. The potential here is just there's just so much, and I, I think it it because I mean it's it's still how much it has accomplished. Like it's like twenty twenty something first division, and and right here there's like what three divisions, three three you know, and the uh, MLS uh, three different leagues. No, no, just the whole country. Like you know, oh, you've well, had like. The like NS... League and ASL. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they're still around, but oh, they changed names. But I mean, you still have some of those leagues around, mm-hmm. uh, and then even including indoor. But but just like how MLS is going to be what twenty four or twenty eight pretty soon, uh, and then how like in LA you have two two soccer teams. Yeah. And in California you have like three, maybe four soon. If they do that Sacramento Republic. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's it's. It's it's a lot. It's a lot, but but like when you compare it to the other sports, then it that's where it looks weak. 
you know, when, when, but, but we've used basketball as an example because you could go back, I think, 60s, 70s, and it wasn't, and probably even in going into the eight, maybe, no, not 80s, because I think that's, that's when you had, like, the Magic and Bird and all those guys. But, yeah, like, 60s, 70s, and basketball wasn't, wasn't one of the, the grandes, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's still very, very young. It was, a, it was a, it was, it wasn't no joke, man. I think you know the Celtics. They had their dynasty. Mm-hmm. It was a, you know, it was, it was a big sport. What what other sport what, was what there? Year, what year you're talking though, Chickies? That's what's that like? When was the Celtics dynasty? Like 80s. I don't know, man. You're you're bringing it up. <laughs> yeah, it was in the eighties. I mean, it's it's not a, it's that's not pretty. Uh, it wasn't not it was not in the eighties, dude. It was like sixties. Let me see. 57, 59, 60, oh, 61, 62. 57 through sixty nine. Yeah. That that was so so the sport. It, it, that's not that's not a good comparison. Like the whole sport of soccer has you know been very small, and we don't need to go far back, or you know there, there's no really comparison. But even when MLS first started, you had the Freddie Adu. You had all these things like starting to. Well, but they were talking different things here, Chickies. They were talking the U. They, t- they were talking MLS is going to be in ten years the the best league in the world. They're talking the U.S. national team is going to win a World Cup in well, ten they're, years. They're trying to Their sell. Project. Well, yeah, because they're trying to sell the sport. And now and we're think... talking, and that's what we're doing. That's the same thing we're doing right now with English, you know, English content of Mexican. Well, no, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the difference because I was I was around. I'm, I'm that I'm that Ruko. I was around. Uh, there was a big push from a lot of journalists, uh, you know, gringos mainly, and it was they were trying to push the sport because you you had the NASL that had folded, you know, and, and at one point, at one point, you know, that that league had brought in all of the big names, you know, Pele, Carlos Albert, um, not to be confused with other. What is it, Alberto Carlos? The Brazilian Carlos guy. The Brazilian defender captain. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And they had Beckenbauer, dude. They had George Best. They had Johan Cruyff. Dude, you name it, man. All, all these great names had came, all came to play here, and, and but but it folded. And so, so around the time that... Um, MLS pops up and, and they're beginning to grow. Uh, they weren't predicted to last 10 years. And and at one point, it was uh, you know, Phil Anschultz. He owned pretty much the majority of the teams. You know, and that guy that was keeping the league afloat, it was St. Phil, they would call him. So, so you had around that time all of these journalists they were like pushing you know with most of the articles were and I think they ended up doing more damage than good because they would they would do stuff like how you're saying they would write stuff how you're saying that was going to be the best league and win the world cup and all this stuff and it's like because I mean I'm sure they meant well they're trying to create hype but it just ended up you know having adverse effect but the league, the league ended up surviving, you know, uh, a, a big part because of, uh, 
Google well, new invest new investors, you know. No, no. First, it was that guy, man. Oh, damn. He he passed away. He looked like Santa Claus. He's a Concacaf <laughs> guy. He was super corrupt. Oh, it's the I call him Mister Ten Percent. Oh, the guy that had the um. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Ah. He had a blog, dude. I know, I know. Oh, what was his name? Man. He was, uh, he was next to Jack Warner. And, uh, damn, dude, what's his name? Why doesn't he, like... come on. Oh, what was his name? Damn. I know what you're talking about. It was, like, a big deal because, like, he got caught with, like, corruption. Yeah, but he passed away, so he, he did. Didn't... This dude had so much money, he would rent an apartment in New York, dude. Yeah. High rise for his cats. <laughs> Chuck Blazer. Chuck Blazer, there you go. Was it Chuck Blazer? <laughs> Thank you, Cheekies. Yes, it was. And call him Mr. 10%. And the, uh, the listeners out there, Cantineros, if, if you want a good read, just Google that. Chuck Blazer, Mr. 10%. And there's an awesome article. And it talks about how he started, you know, how he's how he started, how he got into soccer and how this dude just became hella rich. And um, he was, dude, that, it, it, I mean, if you're a Mexi fan, you're going to hate this, but they pretty much punked to Mexico. You know, Mexico did not take the region serious. And Mex was, they should have been having a, you know, they should have had control over CONCACAF. They, they pretty much helped start the, the federation or confederation, you know. Mm-hmm. And then they, I guess they weren't, they just didn't, they didn't value it. And so these dudes came in out of nowhere, Blazer and, and Warner and, and it, uh, where Mexico had to be asking them for permission. Hey, can we, can we go, can we go hang out at, at Con, Conmebol, you know. <laughs> and uh yeah they were the ones that'll be like hey well okay send you're under 23 or make sure you have your best players for the gold cup and stuff like that but but blazer organized he 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 did like a tv deal he he was behind like a tv deal for the world cup and he pretty much made sure that that mls was included and that helped save the league at least long enough for the new investors to come in. So that dude played a pretty big role there. So the point is, <laughs> we went on a huge no, but that tangent was, that here. Was then, that was then, <laughs> cheekies. Now, now was it's a lot of back history to it, man. Now we're uh, still struggling. Now we're still struggling for a crumb, a crumb of clout. No, I mean you've seen you've seen progression because you have teams that have their own stadiums compared to before where they were leasing stadiums or playing at a football stadium. Now all these teams have their own stadiums. So that's that's a big thing, you know. Uh and then teams have improved the quality of foreigners that come here now. They're a lot better than they were when the league started. And it just was just literally, literally who's or just really old dudes, man. Uh, so I mean, there's there's been a lot of progression going on. You know, I don't yeah, think I think there's a really a really strong ceiling though. There's a really strong ceiling, and I don't I don't see it breaking. 
because of other sports. Um, and then going into the English content stuff, uh, of course, we had like a little controversy. The 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 picture or the image that a lot of people tend to see is, or specifically Ron, is that I was getting I was getting ganged up on. <laughs> but uh, actually, uh, our friends Lisa and Amy, they were trying to defend their baby uh, on English content a little bit, and didn't really come up with good arguments. I mean, I responded and replied to every single one of the questions, every single one of the arguments, or discussion points and you know put the facts out and they were undisputed unrefuted so you can go and look at it i think it's just a lot of feelings like i said if you make fun of mls a lot of mls people like rodolfo landeros they're going to be upset and they're going to say no you're wrong if you make fun of english content of mexican soccer um, all of us that do it might get offended because it's our baby they're trying and, to protect their baby and, and, and defend yeah. it and say, no, it's not ugly. No, my baby is not ugly. And while you look at it, you're like all cringing. <laughs> and stuff. But, uh, yeah. but it's not, it's not, I'm not saying anything is ugly. I'm saying there's something better out there. And that's why Football Picante and all these other shows uh, are there. And their shows on TV. And that's true. Know, they have all these guys with, you know, that are big uh, players that are on there. You don't see. I need uh, you know, you're doing a yeah, podcast out of your house or you're on TV every night. <laughs> oh, snap. Or, or you're, uh, you're tweeting the game and then you, you realize that uh, you're watching a rerun. Like you look at uh, Picante and then you look at uh, Carlos Alberta, I think on some of his latest uh, shows, you, you can see the, the niveles there as well. <laughs> like the dude is... You know, it's gone down a notch, it seems. I do want to invite anybody out there that's listening that do have, uh, I don't know, their arguments or they want to have a conversation about this because uh, it seems like everyone likes to talk via keyboard on tw- on Twitter. But I, I encourage anyone to hop on the show and and uh, we can we can hash this out and find a better understanding. I, I like. Yeah, I agree. I, I like uh, and and we should try to get a uh, Carlos Eustis on uh, and a uh, discussion because he's he replied to me and I actually watched the entire Chivas Leon game in English, and uh, you know I enjoyed it and I agreed with a little bit of the criticism that was going on about it. But I mean I enjoyed it. I'm I'm gonna watch the next one because he responded. He replies. He interacts with somebody mm-hmm. who's trying to give him feedback, even though some other people were like saying that I was being mean to him or whatever he was responding and he was looking for you know what what can i do better and that's like a huge that's a huge credit to him oh yeah 100 percent. being I mean, able he, to, to he follows me to on improve. twitter and i went went out there and i i was pretty i was pretty rough you know i gave my criticism my feedback on just the community in general and he responded and i was like oh wow you know like there's people that actually like are watching this and are reading this and they take it personal, and uh, hopefully they can just be a little bit more mindful next time they do do a, pro, a, a broadcast. Um, and you know, kudos to them for for having the you know the balls to like address the feedback and, and not complain about it and just get better yeah. at it. Yeah, and that's the thing with criticism; it's it's not always done to be negative, you know. And yeah. I think I think. 
we're in the age of the 10th place medal and you just want to have positive feedback you know that when you see people saying something it's it's automatically a bad thing but it's not you know it's it's not so i do think i agree credit to that dude for reading it and not taking that as an attack yeah and i and i he, I mean, he, I think he does do a good job. There's just certain things, and it's not really, you know, even the things that he, like, I guess the, I mean, he doesn't call it translation, but it is sort of, I think it is sort of a translation in your mind, and you say phrases in English that are in the order of, as if we oh, were yeah. saying Spanish. I, 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 we were talking about this, Cheekies, you were saying how your wife does it, and I yeah. do it too, man. That, that's why I was able to tell, because I even do it here in the podcast, but I, I do that a lot. So I was like, yeah, yeah I can smell my own, dude. Well, is it, there's just phrases you hear on the Spanish broadcasts that are so so often said, uh, like cerrar la pinza, or, or just things that are always said in Spanish. And then when, you, when you're when you talking in English, you, you can't get it out of your mind. So you're like, yeah. what do you uh, Close the whatever, you know. And so you're... Um, you, you, it's hard to it's hard to transition, and you shouldn't think of one language when you're talking to the other, and that's what that's what happens a lot. But even that doesn't even matter. Like, I mean, he could be perfectly fine in in, in his English. My issue is with the with this English language in the first place. Maybe if I would have grown up watching, or I did grow up watching English, but if I would have um, grown into English language uh, and soccer, then I would have liked it, but my whole thing with Liga MX was in Spanish and Spanish was the flow and the whole language itself. It didn't matter who was doing it. That was the attraction. That was the entertainment value that I saw in. Mm -hmm. And plus it was, you know, that's the language of Mexico. It's the language of Liga MX, you yeah, know, watch it in some other language. And there's something I saw Jaime where he wrote his review and he, he put lack of creativity. And I, I agree because, I think that's that's how you make up for for like instead of trying to replicate trying to use the certain, Spanish. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the perfect word. Instead of trying to replicate that, just get creative. Just, yeah, make it and, your own and find your own way mm -hmm. around it. And I'm gonna say one thing I heard where I think the other guy was Jorge, I, I think the play-by-play, -play, and he was saying um, he was talking about one of the players and he said. His, his nickname is Pollo. It's chicken, he said. <laughs> and he, he, he has used this. It's chicken, right? And the other guy's like, I guess. And I was like, <laughs> at, that, was, that was, at that point, he's like, yeah, I don't even care. Dude. Just, like, you know, I don't think he meant it like that. You know, again, again we're going with the translation. And, yeah. But to me, it sounded like, like it's almost like zero Fs given, dude. I think I guess. Yeah, you can. And it's like, dude, you could call him whatever you want, dude. Yeah. You don't have to stay with chicken, dude. Uh, That's why. Say he's the rooster, even though yeah. it'll be Gallo. But who cares, dude? Like, yeah. make, make it your own. Give him your own nickname, you know. Uh, some of the greats, that's what they did. They, they put the it, nicknames. Uh, look at them. Um, they, they, oh. they made up nicknames yeah. for the players. Some of the, when, we, when we look back at some of the great commentators, you know, uh, they would... Uh, I think Tap Luis Omar Tapia is one of the guys that likes to invent his names, and that other guy would put some annoying names uh, or say Pablo annoying Ramirez. things, but he would do it. Uh, La Torre. Pablo, yeah, Pablo Ramirez, that guy, hey, he, and the day he, after, 
the the, the Chios America game. He he uh he is re- he was really good with it. He I think he had these like you know when like they ask a rapper to freestyle and he had some written lyrics. I think he had some of these like in his mind. But Chicotres, like come on man, that was very clever. <laughs> that dude, that dude, like I, okay. So after this whole debacle and stuff, the next day I was like, okay, let me look a bunch of clips of like all the the funny uh like Spanish commentary, and uh, I found a lot of. The of La Torre, Pablo Ramirez, man, and uh, like Sab- Simao Sabrosa, yeah, uh, Pablo, oh, uh, she Simao. would say it, Sabrosa, Sabrosa, Sabrosa. yeah, and Wagner Love, he would, he would <laughs> yeah, that one also, the one that was annoying, that he would do uh, Torito, yeah, yeah a lot of his stuff was cringe, but but yeah. like you said, Chico Tres, then he, you know, sooner or later, you're you're gonna get some good ones. Yeah, that dude was that dude was hilarious. Just uh, like even like the when uh, Gio scored his goal, I, I forget what song he was imitating, but he was like El Chicharito, El Chicharito, Chicharito, Chicharito. <laughs> the dude does some dumb stuff, but it's just yeah, like hilarious, man. Exactly. And I didn't I didn't even have a clip of uh, Andres Cantora, and like he's like the most uh, well known dude, I guess, just for his goal. Yeah, his um, his call, but on his goal is... yeah. But recently, like listening to him, it's sort of just like I don't. I don't like because he he goes and he like makes his voice like go like like try to make effect and stuff and I was like man that's sort of like he's getting old and uh, he's you know getting a little bit like he mixes up the players a lot Um, but that's where he relies heavily on Manuel Sol and um, sometimes Emorcio will also hop on the on the on the call but Emorcio just sounds drunk all the time. Um, and there's some English like I would listen to. I forget who the name of. It's like some old bald dude. Um, I think he's from England, who does like the English uh, for, maybe like EPL or Champions oh, for League. For BN, I don't know if it's BN or like Fox or whatever. Oh, there's yeah. It's it's and it's in English and it's their own style and stuff and it's it's or inter, it's okay I guess. There's um, a was it Ray Hudson? Is that the? Yeah, I think so. I think so it's Ray Hudson. That guy. He's hella corny. I don't, I've never liked him, but the dude that does his color commentary on these games is ink. This guy is crazy. I think he's like Irish or Scottish too. This guy, he. I want this dude like to to just narrate my entire life. Like this guy is <laughs> like, oh my god, the things that he that comes out of his mouth. I'm just like, how, dude? Where did you come up with this on the fly too? Like crazy. Yeah. And that's like, you know, that was my criticism. Is like. Don't try to replicate the Spanish language and the Spanish, you know, the all the uh, name monikers and and the no, you got to make it your own. You got to call it your way, you know. And and I think that's where authenticity lacks. And uh, you know, just being yourself. I think that's you know they're 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 trying to compete with the Spanish equivalent, but you, you just got to know like it's not a competition. It's just making it your own style. Yeah. And with that, boys, I think we got to wrap up this episode. We have some mouth-watering matches for you starting on Thursday the 10th um and then on Sunday the 13th. Those will be the uh the first the away and home legs for uh Pumas Leon. Um do you guys want to call your your champion right now or Dang, I'm going to go with Leon. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Pumas. 
I will go with the team that eliminated Chivas because I want the champion to eliminate us, and I'll be a little bit peace of mind. So I'm going to go with Leon. I hope Nacho Ambriz uh, finally gets his title because he hasn't won a league yet. And then, um, you know, he has the desire to go to Europe, and hopefully this will be a good um, opportunity for him to move on to, to Europe and coach over there. Let me, let me ask Coel real quick. How many goals yeah. do you think is going to be scored um, in total? Over the two games. Damn. That's a good question. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go conservative here, four. That's four? conservative. Well. That's not conservative, bro. <laughs> I guess over so the what? course of 180 minutes. No, in, in two games. In yeah. two games? Yeah, four. I mean, it could be. I think last time I said, I think it was last final. I was two, predicting one. like, yeah. See, if the first game is 2-1, and then the next game is 1-0, that's four. No, that's three. Yeah. Oh, wait, that's four. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, okay. that's, that's, that's pretty. That's, good. That's, that's, you know, I mean. I, I, I was going to go, go ahead. conservative. I was going to go even more conservative, like uh, a 1-0 a one zero win with, uh, for Pumas, and then a 0-0 tie. But that might be too too much. I actually do believe it's based on how Leona have played. Um, although, you know, Pumas have a lot of firepower. Uh, I will say that I, I do see this being a low-scoring final, potentially even a boring final. I hope I'm wrong, but I could see Leon winning this uh, with a 1-1 draw on the road and then a 1-0 uh, result at home. I honestly think it could go like that or maybe even go to overtime and, and be settled by penalties. I really do think it's it's one of those games that's going to be very tactically um, you know, defensive for, for Leon, and they'll try and you know, get the one goal and just defend. Um, but we'll see, man. You know, usually cat fights are pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Well, I want to thank the audience who will be listening to this episode. We are on iTunes, Spotify, all your favorite pod, uh, podcast apps. Make sure to engage with us on Twitter. We are the Cantina Football MX Podcast. And I uh, hope everyone has a good night.